Well, it's always so good to be with you, not under these circumstances, um, but um, my wife Mindy and I uh, are just delighted to, all, to be with you whenever we're able to be here with you, and we, we just love Ellis and Ginger, and um, you know we're with you in our prayers and praying that you continue to feel better and recover and gain uh, your strength and your wholeness and fullness, um, and Mindy and I really, really cherish our friendship with uh, Ellis and Ginger. So um, today I'm going to be speaking to you from Ephesians chapter 1, verses uh, 15 to 23. And I would invite you now to hear the word of the Lord from the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, And your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Having the hearts of your eye, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward you who believe according to the work of his great might? That he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him head over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fits all in all. Now, believe it or not, that is all one sentence. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, I'd like to break this down for us uh, into some manageable bites and teach through it with some exhortations, some encouragements, and even some challenges. And at the end, we're going to spend some time praying through some of the prompts that this passage might offer us. This passage just fires me up. I don't, I, there was a time when I spent over a year meditating on this passage And uh, since then, I come back to this passage regularly for encouragement. This is one of the letters that Paul writes from prison. And he's writing to the church that is in and around the city of Ephesus. This is one of the places where Paul's preaching and the growth of the church and the impact of the new church following Jesus stirred up a riot Due to the radical confrontation of the values of the kingdom of God versus the values of the Roman Empire. This letter has a lot to say about power. And Ephesus is a place of power. It's the seat of cultic worship of the goddess uh, Artemis or Diana. And it's the home to the oracle in her temple. And people would travel from all over the region to come and hear wisdom and gain revelation from this oracle. 
Such a place as this was a place of great power to make things happen, to exert influence over the lives of others and events. It was a place to gain health and wealth and bring down enemies through the power of the cults in this city. But all the power that could be mustered by the cults of Ephesus is nothing. Everybody just say nothing. Nothing compared to the power which raised Jesus from the dead. Now, Paul has great connections and deep affections for the people in the church of Ephesus. He spent three years with them. And as such, he also understood the powerful pressures and and opposition that they faced on a regular basis in their lives. So I pray that you can hear the words of this letter for yourselves. That you can receive the prayer of the apostle in the midst of. Of your lives, in the midst of the pressures that you live under, the opposition that you face on a daily basis. So let's begin. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers. I've heard of your faith, Gallery Church. Your passion for authentic worship. I've heard of how you seek to love one another well. I've heard about your commitment to prayer and intercession. I've heard about how you welcome the stranger. I've heard of your deep desire to serve the people of your city with mercy and compassion. I've heard of you. You're famous. Look at your neighbor say, you're famous. Come on, work with me now. This is participatory. And your father knows you. He's heard of you. He's heard of your love for all the saints. You know who else has heard of you? The Satan, the accuser, the enemy who seeks to prowl around for those whom he can devour. He's working against you. And I'm sure many of you feel the opposition that he places in front of you, the pressures that he puts upon you. But in heaven, you are known. In heaven, you're cherished. And God is at work in you and through you and with you. And we can celebrate that. Amen? I want you to consider what can we be thankful for in this moment in our lives? What can we be thankful for? I also pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why do we need wisdom and revelation? Aren't we all well educated? Haven't we all been well trained? Don't we know right from wrong? We have need. Of revelation and wisdom. Amen. Everybody agree with me? Because from the beginning in the garden. Humanity has been given a great calling. To reign and rule with God. We've been trusted. With great power and authority from God. 
to be co-creators with him, to partner with him to bring order out of chaos. And this requires that we grasp revelation. This requires wisdom to use good stewardship and accountability. You have been made in the image of your Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been created from love. It's out of his inexhaustible love that he desired you and made you who you are right now. You were created for love. Can I just let let that sink in? You were created for love. Your purpose is. Your purpose is literally to receive love from the Father as his daughter, as his son. And you've been created to love because you're like him. You can't help it but to love. Because he first loved us, we also love one another as he loves us. You're created from love. For love and to love. If you don't know this, you don't know this. And sadly, many of us don't. So Paul prays that we would receive revelation and wisdom so that we would understand the Father's love toward us. That's so high, so deep, so wide. And so long. I remember the day when my eyes were open to this revelation. I had been a Young Life area director for many years. I'd been in seminary. And I was exhausted from the work. I thought I was only as good as my last meeting. I was only as good as my last message. I was only as good as my last skit. See, I had been raised as a first son of a first son in a farming family. And in my family, the first son had to earn the farm. It wasn't given. And I was raised to work to earn the farm. How many of you know that set me up? And many of us have been set up in the same way. To work. For love, to work for acceptance, to work even for friendship. But how glorious and freeing it was to finally realize that I no longer have to work like a servant for him. God didn't want me to work like a servant, He wanted me to live like a son. He doesn't want more servants to work for him. He doesn't need more servants. He has those. They're called angels. He wants sons and daughters to live with him. You are accepted and welcomed as you are. 
And he has adopted you into his family as a full daughter, as a full son. And he's given you a place at his table. And it's by this love that we live that the world will know. I want you to declare with me that we were made for love. We were made for love. I want you to consider, Father, what do you really think of me? We have voices in our heads that tell us certain things, don't we? Isn't it much better to hear from the Father what he thinks of us? And Father, what do you say about us as a church? We'll come back to these questions. And now I pray, oh, that the eyes of your hearts would be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? My friends, you have been made for something. You've been called for a purpose. The world is looking for hope. The world is desperate for hope. And what do we have? We have hope. If we have nothing else, we have hope. Do you know the hope to which you've been called? What does your hope look like? What does hope look like for your family? What does hope look like for our city? Jesus declared that he came to give us life and life abundantly. I think that's what we all hope for. Amen. We're all looking for a place where our families, our friends, where we can flourish and live full lives. And this full life comes with an inheritance. We've been given an inheritance from God through Jesus. Do you know the great inheritance which you've been given? We've, we've been given all the blessings in heaven, Paul says earlier in this letter. We've been given everything that's in heaven. Peace, wholeness, fullness, life is ours as an inheritance. It pleases the father to give the, ch the kingdom to his children. Have you heard that before? He has held nothing back from you. Everything that's his is yours. I mean, this is like that classic life coaching question, right? Like if, if money, if time, if security were not an obstacle, what would you do with your life? If you didn't have to worry about your finances or your resources, how would you spend your time? Consider this. What if the limits of what we could do in the kingdom have truly been removed? What if we truly are rich in heaven? What would we do with what we've been given? What will you do with your spiritual inheritance? How will you choose to spend your lives with what you've been given?
Now, if that's not enough, there's more. Everybody say, there's more. (laughs) I would pray that you would know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the one to come. That's a lot. Y'all agree with me? That's a lot. There's just so much going on around here. What is this power that Paul's talking about? Very plainly, we can see that there's no other name above Jesus. There's no one better than him. Amen? Mayors, council members, governors, members of Congress, presidents, prime ministers, CEOs, bosses, supervisors, influencers, commentators, they're all under the feet of Jesus. Is that good news to anybody? No other allegiance can take his place. No one else holds that first place in our lives. And then there's this immeasurably great power. The word that's used here is dunamis. It's where we get our word for dynamite. This isn't regular power. This isn't this this is like explosive power. This is the kind of power that blows stuff up. And this power raised Jesus from the dead, seated him in heaven beside the Father. And now Jesus is greater than everything else in the cosmos. And he gives us this power. This is not regular power. But this power is for you. It's coming your way. This power is on your side. This power is yours. It's in your hands. So we are not sent out into the world empty handed. We've been given the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power that defeated sin, death, and the grave lives in us. The same power that defeated the enemy who rages against us. The same power that overcame the powers who hold sway in Ephesus and in Baltimore. The same power, the spirit of Jesus that overcomes sickness, lust, greed, apathy. The same power that's stronger than abuse or neglect or anxiety or depression. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead that overcomes corruption, violence, vengeance, addiction, poverty, racism, tribalism. That same power lives in you and it's for you. It's with you. It's on your side. You might be saying to yourself, I've never seen that kind of power operate. And Paul would say, that's okay. Open your eyes. 
receive the revelation. This is not something you can prove or test. It's only received. This power is at work in the world, and he's waiting for you to exercise it in your own world. And if this is true, that we truly are rich in the spirit, what will we do with it? If we truly have access to all this power and love of the father to give away, then what will we do? I could share testimonies with you for the rest of the day of this power working in people's lives right here in Baltimore. I spent years giving away coffee at a methadone clinic on uh, Gay and uh, North Avenue, East North Avenue. And just from that place, I could tell you story after story after story. But the first time I showed up at this place with coffee in the back of my truck, the first people to walk up to us were a couple who had been victims of a home invasion. And the woman had been cut from her. The, the man came at them with a knife. The, the man put his hand up to catch the knife, to stop the knife, like a reflex. The knife came down through his hand, cut his hand wide open. And then he cut the woman from her ear to her chin. And they came, to, they came up to me before we could even put the coffee out. They had no idea why we were there, but they said, please pray for us. I laid my hand on the woman's cheek and just asked that the Lord would heal her and take away the pain. I took my hand away and the scar was gone. And she started screaming. Everybody else around started screaming, lining up behind our truck for whatever was going on. They wanted it. Prayed for the man. His hand was completely restored. He, he gained full range of motion and strength. All of his pain was healed. And we just spent two hours praying for probably well over 100 people who lined up on the street. We went back there every week for at least eight or 10 years and prayed for people on the street right there. Saw people um, <clears throat> freed from addiction. We saw people get up out of wheelchairs and walk again. Um, we saw people healed of diabetes. Um, uh, we saw bullets disappear out of people's bodies, believe it or not. He just healed bullet wounds on a pretty regular basis. Um, and we saw people just set free and, and, and released and healed and saved. Now, that's the way, the, that's the way this power often works through me is with, is with healing and, and deliverance and freedom. This power may work through you in a different way. But this power is for you. Will you receive the gift, the gifts, the many gifts that God is offering to you? What are the gifts and the riches that God has already deposited here in Gallery Church? Because God has put all things under his feet, Jesus' feet. And God has given Jesus as head over all his church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is all for you. So that you have what it takes to love and serve your community and one another. Can we say yes to what God has called us to? Can you say yes to this?
and see what God will do with your yes. We're going to spend some time um, going back to the questions that I asked you. And uh, if you would, gather up in small groups and, and let's just pray and hear from the Lord. And then we'll get some feedback back to see what is God calling us to. And what, is he, what does he have to say to you as we pray together? Um, so I'll ask the musicians if they would just come and we'll just put, to, or if, or if uh, the sound guys have some music to just put under this. And could we go to the first um, set of questions to pray? I want us to start off with thanksgiving. To celebrate what the, God, what the Lord has done in you, with you, and through you. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe let's just stay as a large group, and I'll just facilitate this. So just call out to me. As you pray, Lord, what can we be thankful for? Call out to me what you hear the Lord telling you. What can we be thankful for? Lord, what can we be thankful for? Health. Each other, yes. Yes. A sound mind, amen. What else can you be thankful for? Our families, yes. God's spirit, yes, amen. What else can you be thankful for? God's leading, yeah. Love, yes. Can we just celebrate what God has given to us? Can we just celebrate what God has done in our lives? Can we just celebrate what we have to be thankful for? He's been so good to us, has he not? He's done much more than just woken us up this morning. Amen? That's a gift. But he's given us so much more. Can we just celebrate what God has done for us and who he is in our lives? Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving is so good. Gratefulness is so powerful. All right, let's, do the, let's pray through the next questions. You were made for love. Can we declare that together? I was made for love. And I was made to love. Now, I want you to just just spend some time. We'll just spend a moment. And I want you to, to just grab hold of the first thing that comes to your mind, the first thing that lands in your heart, the first sense that you feel. Father, what do you think of me? And what do you say to us as a church? What do you say about us as a church? What do you think of me? Would anybody be willing to just share? What did the Lord just drop into your spirit? What was the first thing that came to mind when, when you asked the question, Father, what do you think of me? What did you hear? What did you sense? Say again. He loves, he loves you. Yes. What else? That I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Amen. You've commanded me to live. Yes. Amen. 
What else? He has not left you. Isn't that good? Mm. He chose you before the foundation of the world. Yes. Oh, isn't that powerful? He chose you before the foundations of the world. Yes, I am his child. Now, what does he say about us as a church? Father, what do you have to say to us, Gallery Church? What do you think about us as a church? I just have a sense right now the Lord's going to speak some prophetic words through you for your body. So if this is being recorded, this would be really good for us to grab hold of. So Lord, what do you say about Gallery Church? Yeah, there's more for us to do. Amen. What else? He wants a relationship. Thank you, Jesus. Redeemed redeemers. We are a people of peace. Amen. What else? Anybody seeing any images? I saw a picture of a safe harbor. This is a safe place, a place of gentleness place of order and peace. What? To know the power of his resurrection. Amen. And we walk in unity. We walk in unity. Yes, that's such a gift as a church. I just pray more, more unity, more peace together. Yeah. What else? We're good soil. I agree. Amen. It's a place of good growth. What else are you seeing or feeling or sensing? You don't have to analyze it too much. Just go ahead and just say what you're feeling, seeing, or sensing. Tired, that's truth. I appreciate that. Persevere. Persevere, yeah. Strong Say again. Strong and steady, Strong and steady. yes. Jesus being made visible through his people. Amen. That's good. All right. Can we go to the next questions?
This is for us, his church. What will we, will we receive the gifts God is offering to us as a church? God has gifts for you as a church, Gallery Church. Will you receive what he has for you? I'll just ask this um, open question. What are the gifts that God has for you yet to give you? What is there yet for you to receive? We, we spoke at the beginning, what are we thankful for? But what more does God have for you that you've not yet received? What does he yet have for you? God, what do you want to give us? Greater revelation. Amen. Rest. Rest. Yes. Amen. Peace. To see his glory unfold. Yes. Stewardship. Amen. That's good. A trusting heart. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And I'll just leave this last question for you to work on together as a church. What do you want us to do with the riches you have given to us? And I just want to encourage you, these kind of questions are questions you can just ask in your, in your time with the Lord each day. How good would it be? How good is it? to wake up in the morning and ask the Lord, what are you thinking about me today? And to hear him tell you how amazing you are and how beautiful and wonderful you are, how capable you are, how much he trusts you. So I'd encourage you to just ask these kind of questions of the Lord on a regular basis and hear what he has to say to you. You're a wonderful church. You're a beautiful family. You're a powerful group of people. And it's just such a privilege and an honor to, to know you, to be with you, to have the opportunity to spend time and to, to teach you and pray with you today. So thank you. Thank you. Lord, I ask right now in Jesus' name that you just cement these words that we've heard from the Lord today. Lord, we ask that you, I ask that you would activate the gifts that you've placed in this body in Jesus' name. That, uh, that the power that is available to us would flow into us and through us and out of us to bless those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you.